So our next question um, comes from Francis Baldemore. Again, sorry if I did not pronounce that correctly. Um, how would God explain the archaeological findings and evidence that proves the existence of natural selection, not the sudden creation of Adam and Eve? So, like, I think what he's going about is, like, um, like the evidence in history that's pointed to evolution rather than just, like, sudden creation. That's an excellent question. And it's an important question. And I want you to know that I'm a very big fan of these kind of questions. And all questions. And, and questions that really challenge the whole idea of God, the creation of the world. It's important to ask. It's important to grapple with this thought. It's important to really put it out there and try to search, find answers, see what fits with you. But that's a great question. Um, I would just point out, I don't know if the question should be how would God explain the, the difference? Uh, maybe how would Judaism explain it? I don't think God has to. If God was able to, you know, if you would have a conversation with God, he'd just show you and he'd be like, oh, sorry for asking, my bad. That's <laughs> so simple. I think, uh, you know, God's like, yeah, great. But the question is, how does Jewish view with our minds, not infinite minds like God, our, our simple minds as a rabbi, how do you explain to someone, that, you know, that there's uh, archaeological findings and evidence and look at trees, look at different things that are growing, it looks like it's evolved, it looks like it's created for many years, how can you say the world's 5,783 years if uh, this is clearly 10,000 years old based on what uh, is proven from science and evolution and the like? So, it's a great question. And there's different answers. I've heard all kinds of answers. You know, a simple answer that I've heard would be that God actually created the world. It says it was in a complete fashion. So therefore, when you look at the world, it wasn't created like just a seed in the dirt ready to grow a tree. On the contrary, he put an entire tree in place over there. And therefore, when you look at the findings of the tree... It looks like it's 10,000 years old because God created a complete universe. So that could throw things off in understanding, you know, hold on, did it evolve or not? There's other opinions that explain that the seven days of creation was like 7,000 years. It was like a longer time period. There's other answers that explain that, that, um, that there was many ways that God created it. God created the world once and didn't like it he, and destroyed it and then recreated it until it was perfect. And therefore, these things could lead to assume or see that maybe it looked like it evolved. There's a lot of things that you'll find and there's a lot of questions that you'll have. And I think that it's, it's good to question and it's good to find the answers, find what sits well with you. But... In Judaism, of course, we have to remember that our belief is that everything comes from God. And with this thought, there's no amazing creation like the world that could just come in a way of evolution. Think about all the billions of cells and the people and the trees and the plants and the animals and every detail. I just want to conclude with a little story on this answer. Maimonides, Rambam, <clears throat> is a great rabbi, great sage, and also a doctor. He was a, the top doctor in the, in the world at the time, and he was brought down to Egypt to be a doctor over there for the, for the great king. And he wrote many books, and he was a genius of a person, and he got into a lot of arguments with all kinds of people. And there was once a great... You heard this story before? Yeah, like, is it like 
also like touching on that, like keep like form the guide of the perplex regarding like the medical stuff. So we really like expanded upon findings. Continue though. I want to hear the story. No, yeah, my mom is. Yeah, sorry, I have what? Oh, so I just never heard the story. So here now. So in the yeah, he wrote the guide for the perplexed. I mean, obviously, next level kind of brain and mind that you're talking about over here. But there was once a, a very large scientist, a very wise man of the time, who wanted to have a discussion with Maimonides and basically proven that the world was created through evolution and it was not created through God. And Maimonides invited him to have a talk. And he, um, he was sitting there and he was ran a little late to the meeting when this big scientist who was going to have this debate with him came in, they welcomed him to sit in his study. As the scientist is sitting in the study, he sees on the desk there is this amazing thesis, this essay, this, this writing, this finding that the Maimonides is in the middle of working on, incredible, incredible writing with some genius philosophies, and he's reading it, and the, the scientist is so excited that he's putting his hands on this paper of this, this of this thesis and this writings and that the Maimonides is in the middle of working on. He said, it's brilliant. Maimonides walks down, he sits down, <clears throat> and he says, how are you? What's going on? And right away, the scientist is like, this is incredible. I found this paper. And Maimonides says, let me see. What is it? He says, I don't know what it is. He says, what are you talking about? I found it in your office, and there's the feather, the quill, and the ink. It's standing right here on the windowsill next to this paper. You've been in the middle of writing this. And he says, no, I'm not writing this. He says, so how is this written? He says, I'll tell you what happens. It must be the wind blew the ink over, and the ink formulated all these letters and wrote this amazing thesis. The man looked at him and he said, that's impossible. Such a beautiful, intelligent, smart, beautiful, you know, philosophical piece like this, there's no way that happened. It had to have been someone created every single word in this thesis. And Maimonides looks at him and he says, my dear friend, look at the world around you. This beautiful, magnificent, incredible world. Someone had to create it. That it just happened. It just happened. It's so genius, the world. It's, it's, we're learning things about the world about the human body, about everything. Till every day we're learning new things. And the man understood. They didn't have any debate past that. They didn't debate about science. <laughs> they just had a conversation. I like the story because whatever your belief is, and I'm not trying to debunk any belief that anybody might have, and I totally understand it, and it's good to, to, to look into our beliefs, but you do have to realize that the world is a beautiful place, and it's a beautiful world outside of us. And... It has such an amazing, incredible, beautiful world. There's got to be something to it more than just, it just happened. It just evolved. Yeah, it's a masterpiece. It can't yeah. just create all random and scattered. Um, I think that's a really nice analogy, touching on that. Um, also, just want to expand. So, like, with that said, um, with natural selection, even being, like, even separate from just, like, a sudden creation or everything like that, not necessarily like debunking the fact that there is like a supreme being that created that. Um, do you think 
So there are like some religious interpretations that are just wide ranging. Some encompass natural selection and others that just hold different views. Like is that question just like still like um, pretty contentious for now? What what do you mean by natural selection? When like what are, I didn't understand maybe you know because natural selection of course. Um, you know, the process of the organism of the world. Uh, explain how you, you know, with obviously with Darwin's theory and everything, explain what the question is to, to say that the world was, you know, created. What's the question exactly? Because it, it's touching on two points. So I think it's a much larger question over here as well. Yeah, so when I talk about natural selection, I'm just talking about like the, evolution, the way everything changes and the cornerstone of evolution, like what what drives evolution, not necessarily maybe if that's God's work, but necessarily like known as a scientific cause, the scientific cause of evolution rather than like attributing it to a supreme being. So you're saying this God caused natural selection. Well, I mean essentially asking like um with that said, like the evolution, evolutionary standpoint, is that supported by religion in some interpretations, but not in others? Because so I'd like to know that a lot of interpretations do fit very well with the Torah. They see the Torah is the blueprint for the whole world and everything in it, and therefore anything that you want, you can find in the Torah. Anything, any kind of idea, any kind of philosophy, whatever you want, you can find some kind of source in the Torah for it. But I I want to say that maybe, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of just making up this answer now as I go, but I think in a way it's brought down in in uh, Hasidic philosophy and mysticism that God did not just create the world and let it go, but rather we actually say it in our prayers in the morning service every day, HaMechadesh B'Tuvol B'Chol Yom Tamid my issues, which means that God is constantly creating the world. And if God would stop, it would go back to X and there would be nothing. And if you want, perhaps you could say that with this constant creation, God is constantly creating, and it's, you know, the world is really, uh, it's, it changes with its constant creation. You can use that interpretation to support evolution. Yeah, in that case. Like constant creation, constant mutations, constant you know adaptations. In a way, you can sort of link those two together. I didn't look into it, but but perhaps you know. So I'm just saying that there could be many ideas. I don't really know. Maybe on the top of my head, uh, you know what, what exactly that would be, or how to explain. There are some incredible books. Um, and resources out there that explain basically Torah and science, explaining all different kinds of ideas that, you know, many people that the world has and how it has a place in Torah and the like. So essentially, like, science or even evolution, in fact, like, is not mutually exclusive with religion. They can both coexist, and they do coexist with some interpretations nicely as well. I would say, I would say, you know, you can find that idea that fits nicely. Um, you know, the whole creation of the world, you know, yeah, that would be an issue. You can't say that, that that's what happened. You, you know, the, the beginning of the Torah, the book of Barish, the, the first portion of Barishit that talks about the creation of the world. So that would be a complete contradiction. 
but there are other areas that you could explain, you know, might have some kind of source or fit somewhat in Judaism. So could it essentially, like, depend on the person? For example, like Francis, who's asking this question, using, like, these archaeological findings and stuff to support evolution, if his stance is so staunch on evolution, he could find that interpretation that best suits him regarding evolution and, and how God is continuously creating the world, or another interpretation of the like that can support both his idea of evolution and religion. It doesn't necessarily need to be one or the other. So I, I think the beauty of Francis's question is as follows, and that is that he's asking that question, that he's looking, he wants to understand. And what I would say is that you should keep on looking, keep trying to find the answer that sits with you. I mean, obviously Francis cares about God and cares about Adam and Eve. And on the other hand, he also, Francis is, uh, is, it wants to know, he believes and he learns and he knows about <laughs> evolution and he knows about archaeological finds. But he wants to find a way which one is the ultimate or how can they both come together. And I think that, no, you cannot say that Judaism, you know, it, it will fit to believe in the Big Bang or something like that. No, you have to believe in the creation of the world through God. You may be able to find a way to explain that the Big Bang was the first moment of creation. That was like the Big Bang, and then the rest God created. You know, there'll be differences. But my, what I would tell Francis in this case is keep on searching. I sit with many doctors, older people, retired doctors, you know, scientists. And they tell me, yeah, you know, it took me until I was about 50, 60 years old to really get it, to really understand it. These are people that are constantly studying science. And you got to keep searching. Keep going. That journey doesn't end. You know, you guys are young. You can't say, okay, you know what? I, I get it. And the same thing, by the way, for myself. It doesn't end this journey. You got to keep, keep on questioning. It's okay. It's good. Keep growing. Keep coming on this journey to really understand and find a place where you feel comfortable. So, like, it, it's not it's not a question you can, you can answer. It's a question that he needs to be able to answer as he grows as a person. Yeah, I gave a couple tools in the beginning to explain maybe uh, a way to, you know, that some things could if you're looking just for one idea of it. But I think that this is a, this question is a journey. <clears throat> as we're doing now. Yeah, you hear these answers, but... And you get these tools, but it's up to you to create the, the desired piece, the desired... Piece it all, all together. Yeah, yeah. It's a good point. 